Sir, it's coming a time with Market Man Promotions. Whether you want to uh, come in and online or offline, we can arrange this for you or want a comedy festival or private, we can accommodate you. Find us on Facebook email, promo Man. 2020 with the amazing Bill Hoverston. Here we go. Hi, I'm Bill Hoverston. I'm a writer, producer, stand-up comedian, and the host of Hot You're Not Funny podcast. And I am proud to be a sponsor of the Redford Comedy Festival. Thank you, Mikey. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Hoverston. And I'm the host of a podcast called But You're Not Funny. And you can find it at butyourenotfunny.com. I do stand-up when it's possible. I also spread joy and laugh wherever I can. And it is my honor to be a sponsor of Redford Comedy Fest. It's just what a wonderful thing to go across the pond virtually and and help spread that message of joy and laughter. So Mikey, Mikey is an amazing man who has put this whole thing together. So you can uh, thank him or blame him, however you feel about it. <laughs> I prefer to thank him. So Mikey, great job. Thank you, Bill. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, on the Man About Town podcast today. We have the amazing storyteller and actor and producer, the one and only Mr. Bill Hoverston. Hello, Bill. Hello, Mike. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's great to have you here. Obviously, we how long have we known each other now? You know, it's been a, we've known each other for a long time. It's been how many days now? I can't Seven think. days? Something like that. It's been a tremendously long time. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, it feels like I've known you a lot longer. I don't know why. Well, it does feel that way. Maybe you know, I know someone who does what, what they call past life regressions. So maybe there was something to that. Yeah, definitely. It could be something to do with that. But it's an absolute pleasure having you on today. I thought, because obviously we met through, wait, how did we, we meet? We met through Clubhouse. Wow. And what do you think to that? Oh, that's what an amazing platform. I absolutely love it. I just love the opportunity to meet who knows who and, you know, and connect with them. And maybe something happens, maybe it doesn't, but you have that opportunity. And I think, Mike, as long as you go into it with, uh, as I think I said to you once before, if you go in 
with with good intentions and um you know it's it's like magic can happen you just you don't go and also don't get attached to your expectations you know you meet somebody and you think oh wow maybe there's some way that that this person and I could blah blah blah, blah. that's that's like a hope but don't turn your hope into an expectation because that's a recipe for possible disappointment yeah, I agree, and obviously we we connected because we we had a like a love passion for the amazing comedy, don't we? We love stand up comedy and festivals and all stand up comedy. Who inspired you to do some stand up? Who inspired me? Um, I was I yeah. was inspired. Uh, you know, I would say I was about about twelve years old, something like that. And I um, about that point in in school. I noticed that in, in several of my classes, there would always be one guy <laughs> who could make an off-the-cuff, spontaneous comment and crack everybody up, including the teacher. You know, it wasn't like he, I mean, and everybody enjoyed it. I said to myself, wow, I would love to be able to do that. And I think as I became an adult and, you know, I noticed this more and more and I sort of, I tried my hand at, at this and, and uh, <laughs> it was it was rusty at first. Uh, not not so good at first, but then I sort of honed that skill, I think, uh, to be able to come up with off-the-cuff comments. And when the opportunity presented itself, a friend of mine who'd been doing stand-up comedy, I asked her, I said, how did you get into the business? She referred me to her teacher, uh, who's Jody Miller. She's here in Los Angeles, where I live, and uh, an amazing stand-up uh, performer and producer. And so she took me under her wing and and uh, taught me what she knows. And we had, um, I had an opportunity to be on her show that she produced uh, at the comedy store and the headliner was Jamie Kennedy. And he is, he's, wow. <laughs> he's he, in, in his own right, he's, he is quite, quite a comedian. Um, you know, <laughs> I hear I hear the phone ringing, um, and I think that's that is. Um, I'm going to have to uh, let me see. No, okay, all right, it's gone, it's gone. So, um, oh my gosh, what was that? <laughs> so we've got phones. What was that? It's not your agent again, is it? It's not your agent again, is oh, no, it? No, I heard a whinny like a horse. Was that on your end? No, no, it's fine. I can hear you. I thought we sounded more like was there was a parrot. We thought we was in the jungle for a minute. Fascinating. <laughs> to be honest, no, but brilliant. So obviously, yeah, I'm just reading about Jamie Kennedy now, and he's he is a phenomenon. I've never heard of him before, being an English ah. comedian, but obviously, he's he is a really good producer, screenwriter, and actor himself. As how long, how many years you've been doing comedy yourself, then, Jay, uh, not James? <laughs> uh, Bill, um, I, so for me, it's just uh, it's just been like a, a couple of years now. So <laughs> it's still new, but I am loving it. And I've uh, performed at the comedy store at the Ice House, which is the oldest comedy club in the country, at Flappers Comedy, and um, and uh, you know, and and also I've incorporated that now, Mike, into a. Uh, a podcast that I do called But You're Not Funny.
Wow. And what's what's your podcast all about? Well, what I do is I interview experts on a whole range of topics. Now, some of these, in fact, most of these, they're, they're serious. They're serious, weighty subjects, important stuff like uh, relationships and sexuality, self-defense, finding your tribe, uh, discovering your purpose in life, asking tough questions, helping a stranger in danger. These are, <laughs> these are the, the kinds of subjects that I talk with people about. And then I throw in some stand-up too. So it's a real kind of an odd uh, juxtaposition perhaps. And I'm just, I've just started this out. So I'm curious to see if it's really going to catch fire. Uh, I did have a problem though. I sent out a press release initially and I got uh, picked up by this, this magazine. It's for uh, 50 plus age 50 plus uh, readers in the Pacific Northwest. And the, <laughs> the woman that was reviewing the podcast put a warning label on it. Listener, beware. <laughs> seriously, seriously, because the first episode, that's what she heard. I'm talking with this therapist, a friend of mine, and she's talking about working with people in relationships, whether they're straight, gay, bi, or transgender. And that is such a hot button for People in our country, I don't know how it is uh, in the UK, but in, in America, we do have, uh, they're called the religious right. They're, they're largely Republican and, and um, QAnon and whatnot, and they're extremely conservative. And, and you say transgender, whoa, it all hits the fan. And they get all worked up into, you know, frothing about, oh, this is bad. We got to pass laws against these transgender people and gay people. And so anyway, you know, I don't take a judgment. I just, I interview the expert and she talks about it and I put it out there and people can react to it as they want. But I would love to open up minds and get people thinking, hmm, that's an interesting thought. I never thought of it, but why not? That's phenomenal. So obviously, yeah, that's great. And it's a pleasure having you on today's podcast. So obviously, you've done what else have you done? You've got your own podcast and you've oh, done a movie, right, haven't you, Bill? Mike. And I just started back into the acting biz uh, four years ago. I came out to, to L.A., Los Angeles here for acting and I got sidetracked. I started doing radio news and and uh, police beat reporting from LAPD headquarters for a wire service. Just got back to acting four years ago. So I've been doing some, um, you know, some roles in, in small roles in films and, and a little TV. But uh, I got this idea. My mother recently passed away. She had Alzheimer's. And I wrote and produced this movie about a woman with Alzheimer's and the family conflict surrounding her. And... It's called Mother's Day Memories, and it basically was a tribute to her, but it has gotten so many reactions, I have to tell you, Mike, from people. It's just this outpouring of compassion and understanding and sadness and joy all mixed together. So, yeah, I wrote, produced, acted in it, and I had it in film festivals. It was even up for to be nominated for an Academy Award. It didn't make the short list, 
this past, you know, uh, just recently, but it was in the running. So I'm so happy about that. And I'm so happy about the message that it sends out to the world. And, and your, uh, your listeners can, can see it on the website, mothersdaymemories.com. At the moment, I haven't sold it to a streaming service yet, but so they can see it for free. And, um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I do. That's phenomenal. That's really good. And it's, you can see all the passion in your voice, how much you enjoy doing that as a tribute to your mum as well. Thank you. And that's a pleasure, Bill. That's, that's great and inspiring. So what other passions do you have as well as comedy, acting and producing and all, anything? I know you really love the entertainment oh industry. Oh, my gosh. What, well, what other I passions love, do you I love? love um, um, I guess being healthy. And for me, that's a combination of, nutrition you know eating the right foods i mean obviously eating some <laughs> eating eating some fun foods too but you know a basic diet for the most part of healthy foods exercise uh my wife and i go hiking we'll take five mile hikes uh that sort of thing working out uh also uh getting enough sleep and then the fourth host i think of the ta- or leg of the table is uh, reducing stress. Comedy helps me. Comedy helps me in that. And you know, the if you can have the strangest experience or the most tragic experience in life, anybody can, Mike. And I think if you will just allow yourself to get out of that, the anger or the anguish for a moment and step back and look at it objectively there may be something about it that is funny i got uh in 2019 i got i got hit by a car when i was crossing the street uh had it been a few inches one way or the other i could have died and the weird thing uh in the ambulance on the way to the hospital Mike, I got to say, this is either the, uh, a comedian or the sign of a demented mind. But I started thinking to myself, oh, I bet there's some good, funny material in all this. <laughs> and wouldn't you know, I came up with a whole bit, a whole stand-up bit that I've used very successfully <laughs> based on that experience of that uh, terrible accident that laid me up for a while. It just shows you can bring humor out in, like you say, and it helps in certain situations that you don't always think are good situations. Oh, yeah. It helps you in tragic moments it as well. Really does. Humor, it does, doesn't it? it? If, if Gets you through can, so many things. You or myself, if if we can laugh at ourselves, I think that is a tremendous. You know, even if even though it stings, somebody says something, they call you on your stuff, and or you screwed up on something, and. And, and you get criticized. Yes, it stings. But just let yourself get <laughs> experience that and try to clear your clear your palate, clear your plate, and then just be open to the possibility that, you know, it, it, maybe I did something kind of foolish here. Maybe I was kind of a jerk. And, oh, well, you know, geez, sorry about that. I'll try to do better next time and kind of take that approach. So obviously, 
What's been your best moment in your life? What is my favorite, What's your favorite moment, moment in your life, life? Bill, so far? Wow, that is a, quite a question. Okay, what comes to mind, I've just sort of let my mind run free. Uh, the, I would say for me, that what comes first to mind is when I ran the LA Marathon. It's a it's 26.2 miles uh, a race, a marathon. All of the races are that that distance. And I, you know, I did not think that I, somebody, I did it on a dare. <laughs> a guy said, I dare you to run the Air LA Marathon. If you, if you sign up, I'll pay for your entrance fee, but I dare you to run it. Well, I went into training and I didn't think I could do it. But along the way, I met, I met these, these women. Um, they were talking about the marathon. I said, oh man, that's something. They go, yeah, we, we use marathons as a training tool. I said, a what? And they said, yeah, we, we uh, call ourselves the ultra ladies. I said, what is that? They run ultra marathons, Mike. An, an ultra marathon is a race of 100 miles. And get this, these women were all in their 40s and 50s. So I said to myself, listen, if they can do it, I can run 26.2 miles. And yes, I did. And I survived. So that was that was a great moment. Brilliant. And uh, what's obviously the worst moments when you lost your mom, probably. Oh, uh, you're like bringing tears me, to my eyes just thinking about it. Probably one of the worst moments of my life. Um, you know, it, 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 when my mom died, that was actually not, it was not the worst moment. I kind of accepted that she was on a downhill path. She really wasn't herself. You know, she didn't recognize people. Um, one of the strangest moments in that experience in her downward downward spiral was we were sitting around, you know, the family members were sitting around my father's bed and he he was getting ready to, to pass uh, in his, you know, and he was very sickly. And we're just sitting there silently. I mean, how, what words do you, you can't say anything. You just experience it. And suddenly she got this strange look on her face, Mike. And she looked at me and she pointed to my father and she said, so what's his role in all this? Like, oh, I said, well, that's, that's your husband, uh, Henry. And he's our father. And it was, I treated her like she was a child, not in a bad way, but I've worked with little kids and there's just sort of, you get down to their level. So I think that was a very sad moment in a whole series of sad moments where I learned to treat her as though she were a child. I lost my mom. I lost, she lost her memories. The love was there. Sweet, that's sweet, bit sweet, isn't it? That's amazing, and as well as tragic, but great as well. And so, what? How the pandemic? What you've been doing yourself during the pandemic, Bill? So, Mike, I was going to produce a a web series. I had, you know, written uh, it it kind of, kind of on a uh, along the lines of of the Twilight Zone, but with a comic touch to it. And I thought it would be something original and, and fun. And then the pandemic hit and was like all production was shut down, TV, film, everything. 
live appearances, comedy clubs were shut down, theaters were shut down, everything. I was like, oh, well, let me, rather than just, just put my life on pause for who knows how long, let me just try something different. So I came up with this idea of doing a podcast instead. Now I do it for, it's on audio and it's video, it's on YouTube and it's called But You're Not Funny. And I have uh, a website, butyourenotfunny.com. And people can watch or listen by going there to the website. It'll take them to the YouTube. Uh, and so it's this, uh, here's this idea where I don't need to get together with somebody in person. I can speak to them uh, from a distance, like uh, you and I are speaking right now across the pond. So that, that's been a tremendous thing. And and I just sort of, I really spilled a, a lot of time in developing weeks and weeks trying to figure out who the, the target demographic would be. And I figured it would be boomers. Now, I don't know if you use that term in the UK, but uh, in the United States, it's baby boomers. It was after World War II. And so it's kind of, it's kind of people who are over 50, I guess. Um, that's where I am. <laughs> and so I thought, you know, what the hey, it's, it's. We we have this these targeted demographics of age nineteen to thirty four, you know, or whatever that marketers go out. I said, what about what about my age group? What about us? Let's let's put something out that's uh, a focus on people who are young at heart, not people that are you know getting ready to die. They retire, and then the next thing they look forward to is death. But people who are ready to live and want to live happier and healthier lives. So that's the that's the demographic I'm after. That's what I'm working on. I'm uh, interviewing what a range of people. Oh my gosh! Uh, in all different fields, uh, uh, therapy, engineering, um, crystal, you know, healing crystals, um, just um, you know, everything imaginable. It's it's a great experience. I'm loving it. So have you worked with any famous comedians in America? Have you worked with, and well, have you worked with my, any this is, this famous? This is amazing. My very first show, and uh, Jody Miller produced it. She's also the the uh, head content creator for a show called Funny You Should Ask, and she supervises twenty five writers, comedy writers. So she knows her stuff, and she booked me on this show at the Comedy Store. The headliner that night was Jamie Kennedy, and he has done television, films, stand-up, some great stuff. And what what a and he even told me uh, that I had a good set. So that's probably the biggest name. And I've worked with some other um, people too, um, but but I, I would say he's the he's the biggest one that I've worked with so far. And who knows what's to come. Yeah, definitely. So what we've got to look What's forward to, to look the future for you, Bill, you know, I the entertainment industry. go on auditions. Uh, actually, I don't go on. They don't. I don't go on auditions. I stay on auditions. In other words, I, I record a Zoom recording uh, and, and or I, I, I not a Zoom recording sometimes, but I'll, I'll uh, record myself doing reading the sides, performing a role and you send it in. 
So in the old days, you had a photo and you you mailed it or something, and now it's it's all electronic. You just you know you just email it uh, to the person. So uh, I'll continue to audition for acting roles. I I haven't given up the idea of a web series, but that's not right at the moment. But I would say auditioning for acting roles and continue with the podcast series. I try to do some creative stuff, especially on YouTube where you can see visual. I bring in photos and video and, and that sort of thing. So people listening don't lose out, but people who are watching really get a lot of more. So in the future, we can look forward to you doing something for Barking Mad. You said you're going to do a few, maybe a comedy night for myself, which would be great. And we could, like I say, in the future, oh, I think we could a, write something funny, don't you think? Suggestion. Sort of online, maybe I together. I would love that. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, and so if people want to book you for a comedy okay, night well, or they want, you know, you want have, people for uh, your podcast, how, how can people get hold like, of you, Bill? Uh, it's Bill Hoversten. Dot com, and that will link to uh, butyourenotfunny.com. That will link to mothersdaymemories.com. So that, yeah, that would be the umbrella. Bill Hoverston, H O V as in Victor, E R S as in Sam, T E N as in Nancy.com. Brilliant. So, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think we've had a bit of humour, we've had a bit of tragedy. I think this whole podcast has been a whole inspiration oh, in so many different I, ways. Thank you so it's been much an absolute for, pleasure having you on about that time today, I've Bill. I really enjoyed every moment of it. Bye. Thank you very much. Cheers.